0: Welcome to the Draft Doctors Fantasy Footy Podcast with your hosts, John Crockett, Steve Fizz, and the Statesman.
1: G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host, Stevie Fizz, looking to make some run good happen in my leagues, and I hope there's some that's going to happen in your leagues. Uh, something that didn't run so good, just going to start off, uh, obviously going to strample myself for uploading the wrong file last week. No doubt ruined your fucking Mondays. Start of the week poorly because all you heard was Cam. That's that's not good. Unfortunately, he's back.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. That was the uh, look. The next time you ask me to cut the pod, Steve, it's going to happen again, and again, and again, and again. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Very good. Uh, Our next guest, he he hasn't been with us for
1: a little bit. He's been on the road, uh, so he doesn't have his recording gear. He tells me he has his tackle, though. Not sure what that means. Stato, what's going on?
2: (laughs) G'day, lads. Yeah, um, right in smack middle of the country at the moment, sitting in Alice Springs. uh, Been on the road for a few weeks, and that'll continue over the next three or four. So I do apologize On the quality of my sound, I'm not in my studio, not with all my equipment. Uh, I'm just with a a little iPhone headset. So that's all I've got. So hopefully it's not too bad.
1: Uh, It's coming through pretty good on the Skype. And uh, obviously the the magic edit suite down here in Portland will be able to (laughs) clean. If anything, it's going to be overproduced. If anything, so uh, on to the footy, we're going to make it a bit of a quick one tonight, we're going to try to run through pretty tight, we've got the waivers, we've got our trade targets, we'll have no doubt the ball adjacent player of the week, but just a quick round table, what did you notice this week Stato, what, what's happening in the in the world of footy and what should we be paying to attention to as fantasy coaches?
2: Oh, it's your captain's pick, um, because we just thought we were in a little beautiful fantasy world, uh, the first two rounds where everyone was getting 180s, a couple of 150s here and there. Uh, life was beautiful with the captain's picks, but, uh, this year in other formats, a lot of people were running a midfield that didn't even get a ton in it. Um, and it's because the tag is back. So, Lockie Newell went bananas round two. Then Andy Brayshaw decided he'll have 650 kicks on his way to a, a massive score. And all of a sudden, the coaches have obviously uh, tuned in to all the uh, the television shows on the Mondays and Tuesdays, telling, "Why don't you stop?" And guess what they've done? The tag is back.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Andrew Brayshaw owners. We're, we're recording this mid. Wiggle's Dockers game, and uh, whew, unfortunately, everyone will have captained him if they've got him in their draft league. So, hopefully, you built up a bit of yep. a, a lead ahead of time. Cam, what do you got for us?
0: Yeah, uh, my big thing is—is is actually, I know we're going to talk about the, the adjacent player of the week a little bit later, but I'm, I'm actually looking a little bit more at adjacent teams at at the minute. Yes, um, there's some that the fantasy black hole of the Tigers is just expanding. To anyone that's around them, and it's the Suns, the Eagles, which you know. To be fair, the Eagles have had a pretty rough, rough start to the year, so no one's there's no no brainer there. But add to the black hole the Cats, Hawks, and North. Um, with with the Hawks, it's super interesting. Like if you actually look at the uh, fantasy points average per game from a team perspective, they're sitting about mid table, and it doesn't actually look that bad. But if you dive deeper, they're really struggling to hit the ceiling. Aspect, and they've got a, you know a truckload of guys that are going between eighty and ninety five, and no one's sort of breaking the ton consistently. So it's, a, I think, really interesting. Uh, and I, I, maybe it's a a game plan perspective because they are winning games; they're looking pretty good, um, but they're just not. It's not translating to the fantasy scoreboard. Similar with the cats; um, they, they're really actually just looking quite middling. To be honest, and guys like Guthrie, Dangerfield, even Duncan, you know, they're not hitting the highs that we're used to seeing them. And I'm wondering if um if you guys have seen that as well, because it it, to me feels like there are at least six teams that are just struggling to have individuals build scores.
1: Um, it's an interesting point. Like I'd throw Collingwood in that bracket as well. Um, probably surprised
0: didn't mention them. I think it's just early days. Um, it's look super, super, you know, low sample. But that that being said, it's just you know, with the Hawks, uh, really, just very surprised, right? Like it's uh, it looks good, but it's just really, really not that good.
1: I mm. suppose it's a copycat league, right? So maybe teams are looking at that Richmond style. but yeah. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, the, the, teams the sun, are trying the to move, move it fast. There's no tackles. The, the Suns at the minute just look appalling from a fantasy perspective, like dead set. Well, they don't want to Oof. take any marks,
1: Like they want to move the ball fast. So there's no marks to be had. So their yeah. wings who were good previously, are yeah. absolutely just a black hole. Like you can't start Brandon Ellis at the minute.
0: No. Yeah. I was going to say Brandon Ellis, right? He's averaging 77 or something. But that's the way last... they want
1: to go. Yeah. Correct. So it's going to be bad times for them. Just pick up West Coast players. Uh, I'll notice. Uh, look, I've started doing my opponents' numbers, probably similar to Cal's scale of hardness. It's a bit more customized and probably a bit more uh, wide ranging. Uh, but trends are starting to emerge. And that's sorry, that's not to put on shade on anyone who does a um, an opponent ranking sort of thing. Uh, this is just my version of it, and done in the past. And, and just trends are starting to emerge. Probably the most interesting thing is. That rucks who you would consider some of the better rucks, like your Brody Grundy's, your Nick Nats, are actually giving up the most points, uh, and and probably some of the lesser rucks who you might go, hey, these guys, you should be a, should be a soda against them. Not so, not so. So uh, I'm really interested to see how this shakes out. Obviously, it's only round three. I'll, I like to give it a month before I start making hard and fast judgments, but. Some of these things are starting to follow on from week two to week three, so uh, we'll just we'll just keep that in the memory bank. But the the ruck thing to me is incredible because we've seen some of these high end rucks uh, not scoring particularly well, and some of the lower end guys like Tim English is just absolutely you know blowing it out of the water at the minute. So we'll be seeing how that goes because I'm very much the uh, an opposition matchup kind of guy that that's my bread and butter so i'll be looking to see how that goes anyway waivers obviously you want to put in your claims so again we are going for shallower players so this is your shallower leagues that we used to do the old 65 and under rule on ultimate footy we're finding that's pretty pretty tough to crack these days so hoping to uh, appreciate uh more 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 listeners can find some value in this so four shallower guys and then four deeper guys obviously a few deep league sickos who need to pick up your uh levi casbolts unironically cam why don't you kick us off
0: i'll start start with stado i reckon he looks uh he's he's getting a bit sweaty there in the alice or wherever he is
2: yeah it is a bit warm to be honest and trying to keep the air conditioner low so it doesn't make too much noise so um, if we go for um, uh those deep leagues which um, uh, don't have many players to pick from, I'm actually going to start with Callum Wilkie, so 41% owned. He's had three scores in the 70s to start uh the season. He's probably never been a big name, but he's actually playing that interceptor role. So you think there's a few players missing out of that St Kilda defensive line and a, and a few of them for a long period of time. So Callum Wilkie's picked up that role and looks to be handling it pretty well. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah, just keep going, man. Beautiful. Matthew Parker is the next one, 25%. Uh, seems to come in since, uh, Dusty's been away, but his form would suggest that he should play, uh, continue to play that half, high, the high half forward role, um, and pretty impressive in his two games, averaging 72 as we speak. So, Matthew Parker forward uh for Richmond. Uh Will Setterfield is next, 41% own. Not many mids are worth the punt on any waiver wire this year, to be honest. It's very thin type of line. But with seventy six and seventy eight in his last two weeks, he seems to be in good enough form that it'll be quite serviceable to fill a hole that you might have in your midfield for any given week. And last but not least, a guy I've been hot on for a little while is his uh, third season. It's Curtis Taylor, 49% owned. Centre forward at North Melbourne had a career high of 96 uh, on the, the weekend against Brisbane and showed he can play through the midfield with a more permanent role in the future too. So uh, Curtis Taylor, 96, really impressed with him this week.
0: You might have picked him up in the keeper if I'm... I certainly did. Not certain, stator. Nice. Um, I might just build on on that list <clears throat> a little bit with a couple of others. Uh, Jack Silvani uh, coming out of Carlton. If Carlton are going to be dominant this year, as it looks like they're going to be really strong, he's going to be great guns, especially from a week-to-week stream, but he's averaging um, over 70. He had a decent score this week, and I think he... You know, gets those extra points every now and then when he chops out in the ruck and, um, yeah, I think, to be honest, he'd be my number one target if I needed a forward. Uh, Average
2: 78.
0: Wow, yeah, there it is, 78. Bang for a really good target. Um, I think the minge is is still worth a a pickup. So he's (laughs) he's 23% owned. It's increased from last week. He pumped out another 70 score. Um, defender eligible, I think that's a, that's a big tick from my perspective if he's going to keep that spot in the wing. Um, I don't see a reason why he'd lose it at this point. Uh, and finally, I'll just add in, uh, you know, you loathe to say it, but Thompson Dow today looked pretty good, uh, 79-ish. Uh, mid-forward listed could be really strong. He, you know, His average looks terrible because last week, he got injured mid-game and didn't see out the game. Um, so he could be a, a bit of a ripper to pick up while Dusty's out.
1: I did tell you, Cam.
0: Did you? What did you 12%. tell
1: me? 12% ownership. He's 12... everywhere. Not our keeper league, though, apparently.
0: 12%. I've got him in our keeper, don't I? I
1: don't know. One of you pricks does because I can't get off. <laughs> <player. laughs> <laughs> Uh I was gonna keep this keep the keep the theme going with the uh the deeper guys under sixty five percent ownership. John Newcomb, sixty-three percent owned, running through the that midfield, looking good. He was one of my black bookers. Uh, so certainly looks like he's getting a run. Trent Rivers, only fifty six percent owned. Defender was pretty serviceable on the weekend. Uh obviously there's there's points to go around. Believe it or not. Uh, Angus Brayshaw's 20 marks. Might not be sustainable.
0: What? Oh,
1: what? Might not be sustainable. Hard to believe. Mm. Do you know another number that might not be sustainable? Matt Rowe's 13 tackles out of 49. What? (laughs) Might not be laying 30% of a team's tackles in the near future. Anyway. Mm. um, Yeah, I had Thompson Dow. uh, The other one. Max Holmes probably has to be owned at this
0: point, right? He's not, uh, especially in a lot of four-bench slot leagues. He's just not owned.
1: Forward status across the board, 51% owned, running through the midfields. Does have a bad matchup this week, according to my charts. So, you know, you take that into consideration. Um, and also, I would just say, I would pick up a Collingwood forward. You don't have to waiver for them, but someone like a... Um, a minivan, my, a myer check, yeah. You could pick up that douchebag. Um, I'd certainly take a piece of it. They've got West Coast on deck this week. It's a great matchup, according to the numbers. You don't know who's going to be in or out of that West Coast team, yeah. so I would just—it's—it's it's something I'd probably consider doing week to week, to be perfectly honest. Because with the situation there over in Perth, you really don't know what's uh, what's going to transpire on a week to week basis. Uh, I'll just move straight through into my shallower guys. Proust's season obviously has to be the the main target. Obviously, lit it up with so many rucks struggling. Um, if he can hang on to that solo ruck role. Laddum's season, of course, yeah. with the ruck forward status and, and Hickey going down, played in the twos, played all right. He's still under 80% in ultimate footy, so certainly like a piece of that. Uh Schoenberg is still floating around in these 10-team leagues. So you consider him, although Sloan's coming back, so I'm not super hot on it. Buddy Franklin with North on deck. And I'll let you guys pick up the other ones because I think we'll all have one guy in common. After you you That's four.
2: Yeah, I just want to add one more, which is Jermaine Jones. So we're talking a 73% own uh, forward for West Coast Eagles, but he's actually touted to play midfield, and that's what he exactly done in his first game this year and pumped out a 97, which is very handy in the forward line. And we're only at quarter time in the the West Coast um three oh game right now, but he's already in the 20s first quarter, so... This role looks real, um, and picking up a forward that can um, play in the midfield and give you scores of nineties and hopefully a ton here and there—that's uh, well and truly worthwhile to pick up.
1: Love a local lad from the uh, great southwest stato was that who you're going to say,
0: Steve? No, it's not. It's not. Oh, okay. We're going to have to hear your fifth because well, it was all Will day. Of... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Will day. Fair.
1: Yep. Those are our waiver wires in a back to front order. Back to front order, there you go. Huh. Deep to shallow. Interesting. Interesting.
0: That's uh mm. starting that's at the, the back g- and with gesticulating wildly.
1: <laughs> just just um you know, hang on to it when you pull it out. That's fine. Uh trade targets <laughs> of the week. Trade targets of the week. Yep. Cam, who are you after? Don't fucking yeah, I'm trade going... Stato. I host the show, not you, bitch.
0: No, it's because I'm not prepared. Ah. But uh, the, <laughs> the, <laughs> In the background, I'm beavering away on the, the typewriter. Beavering. Um, beavering? Yeah, beavering. Uh, I, my pick up, I'm going big this week. Callum Mills, uh, a buy target That's... for me. Yep. How are you buying him? Well, <laughs> I, I think there's a narrative to say that Maybe I've
2: got him, Cam. So let's let's um let's do a <laughs> trade right now. Right. Nice, here we go. Here we go. Can't be good. Um, uh, no, no I don't expect it to be good, buddy. <laughs> You've played your
0: card. So I, I think his building uh would be my gut feel and his score probably didn't show it. He he needs to the more that time that he has on ground more fitness is going to build after a really limited preseason, And he could be one of those players that really explodes in the second half of the season um, as a result. His time on ground is pretty static. So he went 81 in the first uh, week, 75 in the second, and 80 in the third. But his score has yo-yoed up and down so far. And we all know he's so much better than that. So I, I, I think there's a really... Sp- clear case that if you feel that he could be a a, a 100 plus guy that you could probably buy him for a significant, you know, you could probably pay a little bit over where his average is now and hope for upside on him. So that's why he's my buy target.
2: So um, if you're willing to part with uh, Laddams and Warpool, you've got him.
0: Done. No worries. I'll put the trade in. Okay, cool. Need actually Here we go. We just
2: did a live trade.
0: Need to actually check that I've got a... No, fuck it. Just lock it in. No. Warple. Jesus oh. Christ.
2: What's yeah, that? long
1: play. Long play? Long Real play. long because I can't see the end of it. Jesus Christ. Are you having one of those heat hallucinations? That Have you hydrated? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Who are you buying besides James Warple? <laughs>
2: There you go, done, sent through.
0: How do I even accept the trade on this platform?
1: This is horrendous. Okay. How do I do it? Stato, are you not- who are you trading for? I'll do my trade uh, I'm,
2: I'm trading for Tom DeConning. Ugh, this is a keeper
1: trade. No, it's not. He's on
2: fucking waivers
1: across the board in the redraft league.
2: Would be lowly viewed by owners in redraft league as mainly their second or third ruck with just a crappy little forward roll, but will now take over the main ruck duties for Colton if Mr Worldwide got injured in the last minute of the game. Did he really? Target early this week.
1: What, what you was it? Just put him on the waiver show. He, he's free. No one has him. No, I no think, one has him. I disagree. Oh,
0: in in my league, he's owned. Actually, in league. a
1: redraft league, he's owned. Yeah. In, uh, what is it like? Twenty eight seven bench spots.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. Stater, so what happened? What was the pit that thing? I didn't, I didn't see it. No,
1: he got injured uh, late, but it's
0: it's. It, when's he ever been good? Yeah, but what was the injury? I'm trying.
2: He is, um, yeah. I don't know the injury yet. Yeah, it was leg.
1: Okay. That's he's big. fifty, fifty-seven percent owned. So he's a deep pickup. It's a deep pickup. That's why I like the Sylvani pick. Because I'm like, well, Sylvani will probably get some chop out ruck time.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm. I didn't even know that at the time of writing. So that's well, good. I
1: wasn't. I wasn't listening to you. I tuned out because you were talking. So. <laughs> I, was,
0: I mean, you heard well, money, so. So I Silvani, so and you took my advice. That's, so
1: that's fine. And they got ben the too Suns. took my advice. They got my the Suns. So it's like, who gives a shit? He could play forward and still score 100. It's true. No, he's not. it's not a great matchup, believe it or not. Um, my trade target is Seb Ross. Uh, Hawks and Gold Coast on deck. He, he's Seb Ross. No one wants him. Who gives a shit? It's going to be a... This is the thing. Not every trade you do is sexy. And the shit of the player is, the easier the trade is to get across the line. You could probably trade your F4. For Seb Ross, and you'll get it across mm-hmm. the line. If you want to go for a Gresham or a Jack Steele, that's going to cost you an arm and a leg. You just want to make a trade because trading's fun. These are the moves you should do. Mm-hmm. He's playing pure mid. Bang, get it done. Anyway, onto the listener questions on the Twitter sphere. Surly asks, which players are you looking to flip? while their stonks are high. I'm thinking Lipinski will average 90s this year, but with the salary cap hype and 117 fresh in people's minds, he's a candidate. Maybe Warple is more than steak knives with two
0: decent scores. I think Lipinski, you might have missed it, to be honest. Um, I I think the hype was probably never going to get bigger than it was in round one, uh, after round one. Um, And I I agree that he's probably going to average in the 90s, so what what upside are you looking for there? Um yeah, I don't know. Feels like hard trade.
1: Yeah yeah. It's an interesting one. Lipinski's probably one of those guys you're gonna have to um package up, I would imagine. Mm. Which is I think is a good thing. Uh guys whose stonks are high. I reckon Dane Zorko's an interesting one. He's had some banger scores the last couple of weeks. So, I think you probably get a pretty fair deal for him. He'll get defender status, but that Achilles injury just scares the absolute hell out of me. They'll probably get Coleman back in a couple weeks. Rolls could shift. He might be a guy he could sell actually really high.
0: Yeah. I think the other one is probably uh, Gus Brayshaw, to be honest. On the back of that massive score, you'd want something pretty, you know good tier mid or something similar or a decent forward, but he's probably not ever going to score 100 and whatever he did on the weekend and he'll come back to the pack and average about 80.
1: Yeah, Um, that's interesting. I I kind of think he's just a hold because he'll he'll accrue defender status and he'll just kind of float along being an 80s guy. Maybe when Salem comes back, that's when you look to ship him, but I would imagine the guy you look to ship is probably Stephen May.
0: Well, I was thinking ship Brayshaw now while well, he's highest because I, I I really think when Salem comes back that changes. I reckon to, once he gets goes
1: defender status. That's that's the the nut, right?
0: But everyone thinks it's coming already, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know. What are you really getting? He's he's on waiver wires.
0: He's oh no, nah, for sure he's owned. People are expecting that DPP. Yeah, and okay. He's averaging eighty two, three something similar. Yeah. Yeah. Ninja asks, likely waiver
1: candidates that will benefit when the game starts to slow down again as coaches get more defensive.
0: Mm. Such a good question. It is.
2: Uh, who's, who's the game going to slow down to meet? Mitchell? Steele? Sebros?
1: Yeah, it's a good. Brett question. Crouch, God, that's three bloody. Brett Crouch he's, went ham he today. A slow. Brett Crouch went ham today. Mm. It's a good question. You generally just see tackles pick up a little bit across the board. So, like a Guthrie, I know Lyons was good this week, but he's been kind of down. He obviously benefited from the tag,
0: um, an you know, injury. Someone, someone whose marks are are probably well down, and it could be a coach thing, right? But really affected his scoring output is Taylor Adams. So, you know, he could be one of those guys that when the game actually does slow down a little bit more, picks up a couple more marks and boosts his average pretty yeah. significantly because he, he would always sort of, you know, be part of that, you know, linking play from defence through to forward, even, you know, to supplement his in and under game. So, could be a good one.
1: Yeah, the other ones would be the rucks. More mm. stoppage, slower game, more stoppages. Yeah, yeah, true. true. Good there. Uh, Surly asks, is there a cutoff date or round for victory laps? Hell no.
2: We're all guilty of that, aren't we?
1: Wow. 100%. I, I,
0: I think what I love about this pod so much is that we give, well, we, there's shit given to people who give early victory laps, and then we go and give early victory laps in our own group chat. You know, like, it's, fucking, it's fucking great, to be honest. Don't you fucking victory lap and then towels yeah. out for Dan Houston on the wing. You know, it's, I don't know, all that sort of stuff. We love a bit of
1: hypocrisy. Anyway, Will Powell, Matty Faz asks, Will Powell depreciation post featuring Harry Schoenberg's season. A lot going yeah. on there. He's a writer and I, don't, I couldn't make heads or tails of that tweet. <laughs> what, what
2: What is the go with him? Will Powell, we had him so high. I didn't have
1: him high. We, you, you all had him high. Right. Why didn't you have him high? Well, because I had Lockie Weller unfathomably high. But he hasn't worked out either. Well, he, was, he was fine on the weekend. He had 72. He's, he's averaged 66. He's had a he's 60 had two games. 72. It's two games. Right. Calm down. Right.
2: It's hey, spank. I'm taking my victory lap that you can't have a victory lap. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. You're getting defensive. What's happened in the, well,
1: the Gold Coast defence? They've, they've stopped taking marks. They've stopped fucking around with the ball. They, they are yeah. moving the ball. Yeah. That is their game. Yeah. yeah.
2: And, and I will say, I, I think there's a couple of clubs, um, Hawthorne and Collingwood are the same, um, both with new coaches that are very similar, and they're stopping the fuck around, which means there's not as much junk time.
0: Devastating.
1: Get on get on uh, West Coast.
0: Why do you keep saying get on West Coast? Cause they, because they're
1: old school and they kick Mark. It's that, true. Like, that is
0: them, right? We're, we're 10 minutes into the second quarter and Witheredon's on 53, so that's probably about it.
1: Hearn was on like 40 at quarter time. He's still there. Forty-two can't be, yeah. Come down. Plus they're bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Bird, why am I uh, RFA slash free agent? God. So <laughs> Daniel's in the uh, the listener league, and he scooped up Angus Brayshaw this week. Oh. So he's taken a victory lap, which fair enough, right? Um, the reason is yeah. Daniel. Uh, it's the listener league. It's not anyone's main league. So that's how it is. Yeah. We try. And
2: thanks for inviting me to that. Oh, is this the Listener League one that you did in Melbourne?
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. You didn't invite me to
1: that either. (laughs) No, we didn't. With good reason. Jared, (laughs) Jared asks, Polek, nomination for ball adjacency of the week. Yes.
2: Yes. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. He's right up there.
0: It'll be best, so, best twenty two or two
2: next week. Uh, yeah, well the coach did come out and saying there there will be some sacrifices, mate. He
0: did, didn't he? He was pretty big. Yeah. He was pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah. Um and the, the sun's
2: going down, so I might just move my computer, boys, so you'd be able to see a little bit of Alice Springs before the sun sets.
0: Oh, that's a bit sweet. Thank you.
1: He did this before, he's victory lapping his uh room. He's taking <laughs> victory laps on his room. Can you believe that? Vic,
2: victory lap, victory lap of the view.
0: Yeah, what's the? Is that Alice Springs or is it Uluru? Um, is it the yeah, Rock? It looks like. No, of
2: course it's not. Um, the Rock is uh, is only about uh, four hours' drive from here, mate.
0: I, I would I would suggest so. North, absolutely, uh, old mate Jared Pollock. It's probably uh ball adjacent of the week, with the exception of potentially Jack Higgins.
2: Oh, no, no, he got, he got injured. injured, mate. Oh, I Leave didn't watch the, the game. I didn't watch the game. I've
0: been busy all afternoon.
2: He, he scored 22 in the first quarter. Don't be too harsh. Oh and then he got injured.
0: Yeah, but then he became game adjacent. And and oh, <laughs> well, no. that's true. This is bad. Although
2: we 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 could go back to back. I oh, know I wasn't on the show last week, but Connor Rosie won it last week, didn't he?
0: Oh, but it's the Connor Rosie Award. Yeah,
2: yeah. His, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he was very good at that on the weekend again.
1: was very good at that. Uh, Cam's burner, Scrimshaw injured equals Hardwick season.
0: I think uh, Jarman Limpy is coming back next week potentially. So. I don't know. I don't know if it is. That was a pretty shit take, actually, Cam. Which?
2: Or, or was it was it Jono that went Jarman
1: Impy? What are you talking about? Jono loves Jarman Impy. Yeah, yeah, must have been him last week. Shit take. Uh, anyway, um, Taylor asks, likely DPP for round three in Ultimate Footy.
2: Uh, Brayshaw twenty marks. Christian. Um,
0: Sherry. Oh no, he's already rucked forward in um
2: Yeah, in Ultimate. Yep. Ugh. Uh you gotta think Dagos and Pendlebury might get defender status oh, mixed up. Yep. yep. Um trying to think who else?
1: It'd be quite a few.
0: I think I think there was a interesting question. A lot of people Oh looking, Dave Swallow add, get defence. Yeah, heaps yep. are gonna add D. Is not going to be as, it's not going to be plentiful for forward. Like, no, forward I, is already thin, which is, uh, I think, interesting.
2: Well, I think we've actually found a lot of forwards. We actually look at the waiver wire when we talked about Jermaine Jones, mm. Parker, Curtis Taylor, Jack Silvani. So there, there's a lot popped out. Um, I, I would say defence seem really high for tier one and two. Yeah. So the T one and two players that we thought were T one and two haven't lived up
0: to it. You get uh, Luke Mack defense, and you will get uh, Jordan Clark defense probably as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: True. The funny thing, is that I was thinking because I've been thinking about this like when we've been doing the show, I'm like, man, there's a lot of forwards, but we say this in the preseason: is there'll be forwards emerge. We don't know who they are. Yeah. Because this is a year-on-year thing. It's just you've got to accept that you don't know everything about the game in the preseason. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Ollie asks, "Hey, gents, are there any players looking like they might gain forward status? I'm in a shallow league, and it seems like there's going to be more notable players going to defence. Obviously, what you were talking about, Cam. Yep.
2: Were, were you reading that next question, Cam?
0: No, that's I just trying to, to sound intelligent. You. No, I even referenced <laughs> the tweet. I can't even. I can't even <laughs> pretend to be intelligent, mate. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't have anyone off that jumps out to me.
0: Yeah, it's pretty lean. I yeah. mean, Zorko will get defence as well. I reckon. I reckon you maybe look at some of the. If they didn't already have it, it would be someone in the dogs, like someone like you. Yeah, something similar. Everyone's been. Yeah. Yeah. Caldwell, Jai Caldwell, maybe.
2: Yeah, he may do. He may well do. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: That's an interesting one. Interesting. It's going to be under the radar when it happens. Yeah, I like it. Maybe be aggressive, Ollie. I don't know. Maybe make some aggressive moves. Also, Ollie has power too. The role is there, I guess. Mm. They're not going to lose by a hundred every week, man. Like,
2: yeah. And as we said before, only Steve was big on Powell. The rest of us weren't on
0: him. I I just like. One of the funniest things is that Steve's burner, Breno, has become so <laughs> obvious because Steve is going so hard through his Breno account at North Melbourne about Tom Powell. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but it's like every, every tweet. Is I tried to pull one. him up. I tried to pull the motherfucker up. I yeah, sent yeah, a that's, tweet. Just, that's just so you look, it looks like it's not you. Ah, like classic, you. classic divergent tactics, right? <laughs>
1: Anyway, uh, last question. Xavier just sent one through. Titch, is Titch going to come good? Fuck, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, he'll come
1: good. He'd be a great buy in Um, then.
2: uh, But he's not going to hit the levels that we'll want him to, but he will come good. And and the reason for that is the game style's change. They are developing young players, and they'll continue to do so. But the young players will start to get a bit tired too. So they'll get a bit rested and he'll take over the mantle a little bit. And a couple of injuries will come too. And him and him and Warple will step right up because I, yeah. I, I see that they probably view that Warple's going to play Mitchell's role in the longer term, and that's why they were shopping Amira and Mitchell and co. And then you're going to have all these talented youngsters around him. So he'll be the grunt boy.
0: So I, I think what you're going to see, and it's going to be, really interesting with Mitchell, his points distribution this week, I think will be really similar to what they'll be most weeks. So he he went nine in the first quarter and that's because he wasn't first choice because they're trying to give the young guys as much, you know, exposure as possible. Then Q2, Q3, Q4, he went about a hundred average for those quarters, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's sort of you might see a dip, and it's only because of that first quarter. As soon as that first quarter comes good, he goes back to being one hundred mid. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's in the... mm. tough scenes. Tough. I can't. Mm. Man, O'Meara's barely rosterable at this point.
0: Oh no! In the bid, yeah.
1: Fuck, yeah. he's Trent Cotchen. dude. I he's... can't Ooh. live like that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I don't want I that world. I can't live like that. <laughs> He's, yeah. It's not good. But and Chad Widdengard. Can we talk about Chad Widdengard? I remember him. I don't care for him, so I don't really mind. I don't care. I don't
1: know. <laughs> 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 Yeah.
2: Yeah. Fair call.
1: I don't have Fair any cool. shares of uh, Chad, but I, I could have had some shares of Omira. I don't, but... I, I love Omira. I, I, I just like him. I think he's fine. Chad, I hate. Who? How can anyone like Chad?
0: You, you know the the DPP. That's going to be interesting. Connor Nash, dual position. Oh wait, he's already dual position. He's already dual position. Yeah, he's going to get. He could have got ruck status. He was uh, uh, in the ruck today with eight hitouts.
1: Anyway, that's this week's show. Nice tight one for you on your Mondays. Hope you're off for a great week on the grind at work. Thanks for joining us, boys. Hope you all get your waiver picks. Make sure to hit up the Twitter account and definitely check out everyone's amazing articles. There's three articles every week for free. Fuck, you cannot beat that, and they're great. The boys are really uh, coming through with some some good articles. And they're fun Where would
0: would you say they're kicking it, Steve? Uh, Ooh, in the dick region.
1: In the dick region, (laughs) I would suggest. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.